Welcome to Book Clips, a weekly podcast featuring author readings, produced by the Lesbian Review, connecting lovers of lesfic with lesbian authors. You can find more information on this book in the show notes. And don't forget to help others find this podcast by rating and subscribing on iTunes, Podbean and Stitcher. This is Lena Villeneuve, reading from my upcoming novel, Return to Paradise. In the first few chapters, Madison Carter learns that she's been let go from a guest ranch she had been managing. She drives to a town in Northern California to scope out a ranch she's thinking of buying. I'm reading some of Chapter 3 and the beginning of Chapter 4 when she meets the shop owner, Lacey McAlpin. Madison My eyes closed as I took a deep breath of crisp mountain air. I breathed in wood smoke and pine, but also the richness of the land, wet under the snow that crunched underfoot. When I stopped, there was silence, not even the whisper of wind in the trees. Without a scarf, my cheeks and ears started to tingle. A very loose padlock chain held the gate across the drive. It had enough play that I could easily squeeze through and continue over a bridge up the undisturbed snow to the ranch house, my legs and lungs burning. The master house came into view, and I stopped at the bottom of the large turnaround drive to take in what a guest would see on arrival. I imagined the wraparound porch would beckon travelers year-round and escape from the snow or the heat of a summer day. My mind started spinning with possibilities when something caught my eye. A small movement. My body tensed as I felt eyes on me. I felt how alone I was. Was there cell phone coverage out here? How long would it take for someone to track me down if something were to happen to me? I relaxed immediately when my eyes finally sorted out the white body against the background of the snow. The white horse held my gaze a few ticks before he moved. I caught myself holding my breath, illogically trying not to spook him. Dumbfounded, I stood rooted as he walked to me, his gait as sound as it was slow. "'This your place?' I asked conversationally when he reached me, butting my red-cold hands with his muzzle. I ran my hands over his coarse, dense winter coat, and they welcomed the heat under his long, yellowed mane. He smelled like home to me, all dusty saltiness. Age revealed itself in his pronounced withers and hollowed-out hind end, but he was clearly being fed, no ribs sticking out as I ran a hand over his barrel.' You're keeping an eye on it? I promise I'm legit. On my way to talk to a realtor about the place. You happen to know if it's for sale? He swung his head around as if surveying the place with me. I checked the snow. Aside from our tracks, the place was pristine. I hadn't seen any other residences that he could have popped over from and found myself worried about the stray. It didn't feel right to put him in one of the pens if he was due back to his own home, but it didn't feel right to leave him either. I chewed the inside of my cheek as I stroked the broad expanse of his forehead. He was a good-sized animal, easily sixteen hands and built for work. What's your story? I hate to leave you here. It was impossible that he understood me, but suddenly he was walking again, toward the road I'd trudged up. When I didn't follow, he stopped and looked back at me. Like I said, impossible. What? You're gonna walk me out? He waited, so I followed. When I reached him, I put my hand on his withers and steadied myself from slipping. When the trees opened up to the small meadow, and I spotted my truck safe by the side of the road, I realized how privately tucked away the main house was, even when I turned around for one last look. With the slow curve of the road, I could barely make it out. At the gate, I slipped through, pausing once more to pat the big horse. You'll be okay, I fussed. In answer, he turned and walked away. I shrugged and carefully picked my way over the short bridge to the road, afraid of ice. When I climbed into the cab and looked for my friend, he was nowhere in sight. I sat in the truck for a moment, trying to decide what to prioritize, the tire, which had gone flat on the drive up, or the realtor. I mused that what came to mind first probably answered my question. 
Imagine a drive through a rural mountain town here as we skip ahead a little bit. On the left, I recognized the open bay doors of a shop and turned, smiling at the small sign that read Rainbow Auto. The mechanic was busy with a customer, so I dropped the gear shift into neutral and waited for them to finish. In the warmth of my cab, I tucked my hands under my thighs. Though the chill from my hike had faded on the drive into town, the tips of my fingers still tingled. The garage looked more house than business. I pressed my head to the cold driver's side window, staring at the second story perched above the second bay door. The curtains suggested that it was a living space. A wall of split firewood stacked neatly beside posts blocked my view, but somehow I knew that in the summer, with the porch cleared of wood, there would be a pretty cut glass in the upper half of the front door. I shut my eyes and the image of my young parents standing in that spot flashed in my memory. I'd seen this house before, in a small square photograph. My father's left arm draped around my mother's shoulder, and an infant me stretched out along his right forearm. He held me as casually as some would hold a football, my face cradled in his hand and my limbs hanging down loosely. I'd unknowingly come back to the place I would have grown up in had Charlie stayed with my mom. My body felt icy cold. I compressed the clutch and started to put the car in reverse, but the mechanic's eyes had found me, and I felt stuck having idled there as long as I had. The customer handed her keys to him, a big guy with a lumberjack beard and baseball cap. It struck me that they were the same height, but while he had the heavy bulk to him, broad shoulders under a jean jacket, she was lithe in a well-cut business suit. Styled, almost blonde hair framed her face, wispy bangs and sculpted eyebrows. This was a woman who took care with her appearance. She spoke with her hands, an easy, large smile on her face. Her posture suggested homecoming queen, the girl everyone liked and everyone wanted to be seen with. Having always gotten her way through school, it made perfect sense that she would continue to use her skills in the adult world. She continued to stand in the shop when the lumberjack got into her SUV and I waited for him to pull it onto the blocks, surprised when the white lights signaled that he was about to back up. He maneuvered around me in the small driveway and disappeared into the traffic behind me. I sat uncomprehending as the homecoming queen approached my truck. Lacey What the fuck? I thought, eyeing the woman in her black truck, not wanting to deal with anything in my business get-up. She continued to sit in the driveway, forcing me to leave the relative warmth of my shop. Can I help you? I asked her. I squinted into the cab, and she stared at me without speaking. Great. Space cadet. She opened her mouth like she was going to speak, but looked back at the house. She seemed lost. Shop's not technically open, but if it's something simple? I prompted, cold and ready to get inside and some warm clothes. You live here? I turned and looked at the house. What the hell did that have to do with anything? Yes? How long? Look, I wasn't planning on working today. I'm obviously not dressed for it. Did you need directions? My feet were starting to freeze in my pumps, corporate drag for the monthly small business meeting at the Chamber of Commerce. This got her brown eyes to focus on me instead of the house. Maybe she was high and drawn to my sign. I heard my friend Hope's warnings about putting Rainbow in my business name. I... She stared at the open bay door as if she was trying to remember why she was parked in front. I got a flat on my way up the canyon. I'm on the spare right now and I wanted to make sure it'd get me back home. Which tire are we talking? This one. She pointed down at the front driver's side. I quickly read the information on the tire. You've got a standard tire there, so you're fine driving on it until you can fix the flat. If you're worried, you can pull into the garage. I can check the pressure for you. I stepped back and let her put the truck in gear and pull in ahead of me, noting a small rainbow sticker on the back window. Well, that changed everything. I decided that she must be in awe of how bold I dared to be with my signage in a small town. She had already shut off the engine and was stepping out of the truck to remove the cap from the tire valve, making me feel a little bit bad about the pothead assumption. 
I assessed her in a wholly unprofessional manner, admiring the hair so short it stuck up a bit at her crown, and would have been boyish on a less feminine face. She moved freely in clothes that had seen real work, the worn barn jacket and heavy jeans tucked into snow boots and now seeming much more capable than at first glance. I pulled the air hose over and checked her pressure to the manufacturer's specs on the door, adding a pound before I held out my hand. Long, slender fingers as feminine as her facial features surrendered the valve cap. I noted with disappointment that she didn't register the brush of my fingertips across hers. This tire's good to go for a trip down the mountain, though it'd be good to get the one from the set patched up and back on for balance and wear, if it's salvageable and you got the time. Stabilizing herself with a hand against her cab, the woman studied my shop as if she hadn't heard me. When her gaze did return to me, she said, You're not open. Come on, I said, smiling big. I wouldn't turn away family. I'm Lena Villeneuve. This novel, Return to Paradise, is available from Bella Books. This has been an episode of Book Clips, a lesbian talk show podcast produced by The Lesbian Review. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please help others to find it by rating and subscribing on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. If you are an author interested in sending us a book clip, go to thelesbiantalkshow.com slash reading for more information.